HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program has been brought to you by Kane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit Kane5.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Good morning. You're listening to In the Drink on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Joe Campanelli, and we're coming to you live from Roberta's Restaurant out in Bushwick from the shipping container, and uh, we have a really special guest today. We have uh, the wine director and master sommelier from the Union Square Hospitality Group, uh, Someone I've looked up to in the industry for for quite some time, and uh, we have John Reagan with us today. So, welcome. Hey, thank you. That's awesome. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> um, so, uh, John, you know, other than overseeing the the beverage program for uh, many different restaurants, many different Union Square hospitality restaurants, John's also working on uh, a, a new initiative called Divine Intervention, and uh, that's really what uh, what what brought. Uh, what brought John here today, um, you know, Divine Intervention, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about it. Sure. So, uh, you know, Divine Intervention, D-E-V-I-N-E. And um, the idea being that, um, you know, after Hurricane Sandy and the whole restaurant community was kind of turned upside down, obviously for us, one of the first goals was to, you know, look out for our people, make sure everybody was accounted for and get all the restaurants back open and everyone back to normal. But one of the things we really, really said we would do and really wanted to commit to was doing something to follow that. You know, after after some of these, uh, some of the news of Sandy sort of falls off the the front page. So the idea here is a is a charity wine auction. Um, we partnered up with Sotheby's and uh, Western Carriers, who a lot of people in the industry know, and a great uh, a great internet platform company called uh, Vortex Solution. And so the idea is to do an internet wine auction, an online wine auction where every single penny of every lot goes, uh, goes straight to uh, the Mayor's Fund to advance New York City and, and all the great work that the Mayor's Fund is doing with Hurricane Sandy. You know, they've got a whole arm of their, 
of, of their work that goes straight to Sandy, and they main, they retain zero admin costs. So every single penny gets right to the cause, which is, was something very important to us. This is you know this is so important. I was out in the uh, Rockaways last weekend, and um, there's still such a need out there. I was I was helping out with uh, with a friend's food truck, and we were we were giving out we gave out about uh, 250 meals. And I tried to talk to as many people as possible, and there's still people who don't have heat or hot water or electricity, and it's not a it's not a big news story anymore. And so, I mean, I I thought I hadn't been out there in uh, in over a month, and so I thought that things were were going a lot better, but I uh, was truly surprised to find out that that it's still people are still in dire need. Yeah, well, you know, one of the great things about New Yorkers is they definitely bounce back. But, you know, not every been, not everyone's been able to bounce back just yet. You know, there's still a lot of people that are out of their homes, still a lot of people that are out of their jobs. And uh, and so there's still a lot of work to be done. And uh, and I think that, uh, you know, you see that in the restaurant world, too. There's a lot of restaurants that aren't, aren't back open yet or, you know, a lot of restaurant workers that, you know, still haven't, you know, if a restaurant hasn't opened, there's a lot of people in the restaurant that still don't have jobs, that means. And that means there's a lot of linen companies that aren't able to, you know, work with that restaurant. And so it sends out a lot of ripples, you know. Yeah, there's big news uh, just this week on, uh, I saw it on Eater, that uh, the Governor Restaurant is not going to be reopening. And then now and now Eater has a list of all of the restaurants that are not going to be able to reopen because of Sandy. Yeah, so it's, uh, and you always, you hate to see that. But uh, I think, you know, the great thing about our community, the wine community, the restaurant community, is uh, we look out for each other. So I think that's, uh, that's one great thing about our community. And, and we've seen an incredible outpouring of support, uh, you know, with this, with this auction. How many people just say, you know, what can I do? How can I help? Let me know, which has been fantastic. And how did the whole auction come together? Well, you know, one thing that was really important to us um, is that, A, it be something where it's really easy for people to say yes. It's really easy for people to help out. And as you know, you know, in the restaurant world, you know, so often you'll get these invitations where you say, hey, can you come to this city and do this dinner? And before you know it, you're packing up three or four sous chefs and, you know, gone for a week. And it's really hard to say yes to all those things. Um, you know, all our ask is just this. Hey, can you go downstairs to your cellar and pull out one of your absolute favorite bottles of wine and send it to us? And so I think for the restaurant world, for the wine world, it's really easy for people to say yes to that. And um, and it's just that easy for them to be a part. And so what what are I, – you know, I saw that you're, uh, you're giving up one of your personal bottles of Latash uh, so that's that's really uh, that's really exciting. But what are what are some of your your other uh, most prized lots? Oh, I mean, there's it's it's incredible. Um, you know what people have what people have come up with. I mean, you know, for all the wine guys out there, not to bar, not to bore everyone else, but you know, we're talking Russo, Costarie, DRC. You know, all all the great stuff for the Italian stuff, Quintarelli, Mascarello, all all those great things. So it's going to be a really great you know world class auction of really world class wines. Just for example, you know, we've got some um, amazing six-liter bottles of things from, you know, from all around the world. Lanson, the champagne producer, um, they have a new bottling called uh, Extrage uh, Champagne, and this will be the first time it's ever been available at this auction. So that's cool. Um, but more more importantly than that, I think the idea being that, you know, you know, with the wine world, we've all gotten to taste so many great wines over our lives, and we're going to taste a heck of a lot more. And uh, And so... You know, one bottle going to going to something that um, is going to really help out. You know, our world, our community, 
it's you know that wine's going to taste a lot better uh, knowing that you're helping somebody. Yeah, and I think you find a lot of people in the restaurant industry who uh, have a desire to do something, have a desire to give back, and I think we a lot of us just feel fortunate that the that what we do has a value um, other than just being in the restaurant. You know, we're, we're always doing a lot of, of charity events. Uh, your, your group has, does just absolutely a ton of stuff. Um, so it's, I think it's, it's exciting, but also um, really admirable that you're able to use kind of the, the clout that you have in the industry to get, to get all of this stuff together and actually make a huge difference. Um, well, there's, there's, no cl- there's no clout there. You know, it's the, the cool thing about it is, is that you know, all the people that you know and I know, when you call them up, they say, yeah, absolutely. And so that, that's not clout. That's just generous people on the other side of the line, you know. Yeah, a lot of generous people in, uh, in this industry. Um, it's something that, uh, that makes it, I, I was just uh, reading about this, that makes it, will make it really easy for people to, to donate and, uh, and, and buy this wine is that there's not going to be a buyer's premium. So usually when you go to an auction <clears throat> and you're looking at like 22, 23% on top of what you pay for that hammer price. And so here there's going to be no buyer's premium at all. Yeah, you know, it's funny that you mention that because I think us wine guys, we're not really mathematicians. But if there's one thing you can calculate, it's when you're at an auction where you say, okay, if this lot costs this much, then I have to add 20% onto it and then I have to mark it up. And what is it actually going to be on my wine list, you know? Um, so yeah, so when uh, so the cool thing is is obviously uh, you know n- nobody is taking any cut here. Everybody's just doing what they can. So yeah, that's the beautiful thing. Not only does every penny of every lot go straight to the mayor's fund and straight to the people who need the help, but on the other side of things, you know, if you're if you're bidding on a lot and it's you know six hundred, eight hundred, a thousand dollars, you're paying six hundred, eight hundred, or a thousand dollars. It's no twenty percent on top of that, which really changes the dynamic of what the what the wine actually costs. Yeah, there, there's two. Like two things at math in the wine industry that I think a lot of beverage directors are good at. When you're buying at auction, what eventually you know it'll cost after that twenty two percent, and then if you buy a case of wine, what the individual bottle price yeah, is. So exactly. if, like if the case costs one hundred fifty six dollars or one hundred eighty dollars or one hundred ninety two dollars, you know exactly what each you know each bottle price is. If it's a six bottle case or twelve bottle case, when you're eventually going to be putting on the yeah. list. Nobody can balance their checkbook, but uh, but yeah. they can all figure that out. <laughs> That's so. So true. And then how and how is your partnership with Sotheby's Wine going to work into this whole thing? Yeah, so it's been fantastic. You know, they're they're a great team over there, um, Jamie and Connor, and and they've done a lot of uh, a lot of work already. And you know, obviously they're helping us out. There's not an auction catalog per se because it's all online. So you'll just be able to check out the website, which is uh, www.de-vine intervention divine intervention. And uh, so anyways, when you see it there, um, we've got the sort of what they call the microsite up now. Um, and uh, But eventually the whole, the whole auction is going to happen on that site. So uh, they've been really instrumental with helping us put that together and just helping us call all the lots and obviously take the pictures of all the lots and all that sort of thing. So it's, it's an amazing resource because we couldn't put together, uh, we couldn't put off, pull off a real professional auction, you know, just us guys. So they've been an amazing resource. And what are the dates of the auction? Yeah, so the uh, the auction opens online on March 25th, and uh, it'll close on April 7th. So that that's the great thing about it is, you know, you'll have people in San Francisco that can bid in L.A. and Chicago and Des Moines or wherever. And uh, so everybody can get in on the act, which I think is going to be really cool. So, yeah, it'll be open for almost two weeks, and, um, and uh, that way you can take your time and find the lots you want and put in your bid. Yeah, I'll definitely be bidding on some of that 
Bartolo Mascarello 01. <laughs> there you go. Wow. That's, uh, there's that. I was just looking through in there. There's just so much, uh, really exciting stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff already, but obviously, you know, um, we, we want to get as much as we can because, you know, the important thing here is, is I think it's going to, it's going to feel really great for, uh, you know, for someone in, uh, you know, in some other city that loves X restaurant to be able to drink a wine that they know has come from that cellar and been selected and, you know, probably has a little bit of a story behind it. So I think that makes it all, you know, like I said before, it's going to make it all taste a little bit better. Yeah. And do you still need any donations? Oh, yeah. We can take, okay. we, we can, we can definitely take them. Definitely yeah. There's, there's two calls to action here. First off is I think for the, for the restaurant world, wine world, you know, importers, distributors, winemakers, restaurateurs, chefs, psalms, all of us guys out there, you know, um, obviously being a part of this, we would love, we'd love all of you to have, be a part. And then, you know, the second idea then on the flip side of that is, is, uh, is the auction because there's going to be a lot of great wines and, and hopefully a lot of great deals too. So. All right. Well, you can definitely uh, expect to get something from the Epicurean restaurant group, from from some of our restaurants, maybe a few bottles from my personal cellar as well. Awesome. Uh, awesome. This is just, it's such an awesome thing you guys are doing. And uh, it's just, it's just so important to, to not forget that, that this isn't, it's not something that's over just because it's not covered in the news anymore. Uh, there's still people who seriously need it, uh, need it out there. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, your point is true. It, it's all in everyone's best interest because, you know, our industry, the restaurant industry, the wine industry, we benefit off of other people's, you know, well-being. You know, when people are doing well and when people are comfortable, we benefit from that. So I think taking care of our community only makes sense. Come back tenfold. And do you have an idea of uh, once the mayor's fund gets, uh, gets the funds, how are they going to allocate them and... Is that focused on specific areas or specific causes? Yeah, you know, um, uh, Megan Sheiky, the director there, is uh, is fantastic, and they have their focus is sort of twofold. Um, it's a uh, taking care of people that need the help, but then also it's uh, also a long term idea of rebuilding as well. So I think for us that made, you know, first off the idea that all that money can go exactly to uh, the people that need it, but then also the idea of sort of one eye of one eye towards taking care of people who need the help today, but then also looking at tomorrow as well was something that, you know, was very important to us. All right. Okay. So the, the website is, uh, www.de-vineintervention.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at, at divine intervention. I'll definitely be tweeting about it and, and bidding and putting some lots up myself. Yeah. So um, it's actually, uh, sorry, it's okay. actually divine auction. Oh, divine auction. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm <laughs> reading it upside down. That's all right. uh, it's at, uh, at divine auction. Um, and then I will, I will definitely be, uh, be tweeting about that. So you can, you can catch it off of, uh, off of my Twitter stream as well. Um, but we're going to take a, a quick break and we'll be back, um, with some more questions, uh, of John Reagan about, what his new life is as a beverage director or wine director of the Union Square Hospitality Group. You're listening to Dance With You by Alan Wilkes on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. In our industrial world, most wines have become brands, but the wines I love are so much more. Fine wine is a civilizing substance that connects us to nature. 
It cannot be stamped out in a factory. If you're listening to this great show, you probably eat different. I urge you to drink different too. Go deeper. Cane5.com Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. And we're back on In the Drink on heritageradionetwork.org. I'm here with John Reagan from the Union Square Hospitality Group. Uh, He's a recently minted master sommelier as well. Congratulations. And I think you had the entire New York restaurant community <laughs> kind of rooting for you. That's uh, awesome. I felt it. Thank you. Yeah, there's uh, people where we were all just like waiting to hear, very excited for you. Um, you know, you uh, had a, a James Beard Award for uh, Outstanding Wine Service. You had um, uh, three Michelin stars at uh, 11 Madison Park. You've had four New York Times stars. Uh, what? Why? Why do you feel like it, that? You feel like you've accomplished everything, and then probably working at—I mean—the most desirable wine job in New York City, if not if not the country, for the for the the restaurant group that that God. If you don't if you if you don't look up to and try to learn something from the Union Square Hospitality Group, then you're doing something terribly wrong because you guys are absolutely the best. What what did you? Why was your reason for doing this? Uh, <laughs> a reason for doing well you know i think there's a certain um you know i think all of us restaurant guys are um the certain uh sadomasochistic bone in our body right that you put yourself through it day after day after day so um you know i think it's one of those things that once you start doing it uh you know you can't uh it's hard to stop and uh you know uh a, lo- a lot of you guys out there know uh a great group of people that um that I uh, studied with, you know, um, and so, uh, you know, once they start pushing you, you can't be the, we- you know, you can't be the weak link. So, um, so yeah, so that's, uh, it's just one of those things. And, and it's also great too, because, uh, you know, uh, as I'm sure we can all relate, you know, sometimes in the restaurant world, you know, you get bogged down in, um, you know, inventory and, uh, and uh, placing orders and uh, changing out pages and this, that, and the other thing. And so if, you, if you've got something in front of you that you're studying for, it keeps you learning. And, you know, I think also, too, I think it's important to, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, there are some regions in the world that I'm not necessarily passionate about, but I think, you know, if you're going to call yourself a wine guy, you want to know a little something about those. So it, force, it forces you to kind of, you know, keep up on those things as well. Were there were there any surprise regions where you're like ah I'm not so into Chilean Malbec or whatever it is but oh wow we've tasted some interesting ones and now I'm more excited about this than I thought I would be yeah I think it keeps you open to the you know I think it just keeps you open to the world you know it keeps your keeps your eyes open and and uh, keeps you uh, you know keeps you aware I mean I had lots of lots of examples but you know I think. Obviously, I think you take a look at some of the things over the past ten years or so that have become, uh, you know, become uh, almost, um, you know, de rigueur, and uh, um, and so you know you look back and you say like you know ten years ago did you really know anything or care anything about Swiss wine? Well, yeah, you know now now you know a little something about it. You've tasted some, you know, so it's all good. And uh, tell us what was the the most challenging part of the of the whole process for you. 
Yeah, you know, for me, by far, the most challenging part was, uh, you know, the theory part where you, they just get you in a room and they just pepper you with questions one after the other because, uh, you know, as a restaurant guy, you know, being in a restaurant, it soaks up a lot of hours in your day. So, you know, going home and cracking the books is tough, you know. The tasting thing, well, you know, tasting is hard, but, you know, we do a lot of that. So we get through that. And the service thing, well, luckily, if there's one thing you can do, you know, after spending so many years on a restaurant floor. So, but the theory thing, the theory was tough. And, and for a lot of years, I just thought, man, I just don't know if I'm cut out for this. So Wow, just that, that discipline. Yeah, I know. At the, when I get home after work, I just want a beer and to sit on the couch. And that's it. Yeah, that's <laughs> you just about sit it. on the couch, slack jaws for a few minutes. And yeah. That's about it. Exactly. <laughs> so tell us uh, a little bit about uh, what, your, what your new role, um, I guess it's not that new at this point, but uh, you, you've been overseeing all of the wine programs for the whole Union Square, Union Square Hospitality Group and what 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 does that mean that you're what's your what's your average day like your average week like yeah yeah well it's it still feels very new because it's such a it's such a big thing and it's i tell you you know um it's just such a cool job description to be able to um you know spend your week you know working with all these great professionals you know and and getting to tap into their expertise and really at the end of the day i'm just sort of the jack of all trades it kind of keeps tries to keep the band together you know because uh you know you've got uh you know aaron up at the modern that's just got a fantastic program you know really focused on alsace but really france as a whole and 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 the rest of the world that's an amazing program everybody knows juliet obviously and the great work that she does at gramercy tavern um, you know, Mylino and their intensive, you know, uh, Italian program. Um, and so that's, so it, for me, it's really awesome to just be able to really tap into all those things. And, and, you know, if you're just, if you're just in one restaurant all day, you can't, uh, you can't necessarily experience that. So it's really been a joy for me to be able to bounce back and forth and, and, uh, and, and just get to see, you know, be a little part of all those different things happening. And so Union Square Hospitality is, is known for, uh, for, for hospitality. Um, and I think that's what, it's a restaurant group that, that when you, when you think about it in the restaurants, you think about the good feeling that you get when you, when you're in the restaurants as much as about delicious food or, or, or great wine. Um, and how have you utilized that, that driving theory from, from Danny Meyer, uh, to, bring that to the wine programs at the at the various restaurants yeah well that's that's the goal at the end of the day because you know anybody you know we buy the same wines that everybody else buys to a certain extent obviously we're all trying to find the one that no one else has but you know we all you know the same wines are available you know to new york um we pay the same price for them you know uh and um the difference I think is made in, in the care that comes along with it, you know, um, at every step along the way. But I think the most visible step is when you're at the table. And, uh, and so, yeah, that bottle of wine is going to taste better if it's served by somebody who's, who's really cares about your, about your dinner, cares about what it is that you want and, uh, cares about your experience and wants to make sure you have a good time. So it's human nature that that wine's going to, that that wine's going to taste a little bit better. So, Obviously, you know, then you backtrack from that, you know, so there's a lot of things that go into that. I think education, obviously, is really important. Um, I think, uh, you know, making sure that the staff always has, uh, always has, you know, a healthy challenge in front of them, keep their gas tank full, you know, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's great work. 
And I mean, this is something I want to know for for very selfish purposes. But t- tell me a little bit about your education and, and training program. It's uh, it's something that uh, I think is 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 truly very very important, and we do quite a bit of it at at our restaurants. Yeah, but you guys I, are pretty was, famous for it. <laughs> I always wanted to be better, and uh, and uh, I'd love to hear what what you guys do. Yeah, well, you know, it, it happens on a couple different levels. Obviously, each each one of the res- each one of the restaurants has their own brand of 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 education, um, you know, whether it be lineup or weekly things or whatever it might be. And, and, you know, that's one of the things I've learned is, you know, what works in one restaurant doesn't necessarily work for another restaurant. You have to be open to that. Um, and then at the, you know, what we call the home office, uh, we have, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of classes. We do, uh, a couple every year, we do a couple nine week wine classes that, you know, the whole company comes to, so, you know, everything from, you know, accountants to line cooks to uh, hostesses to servers to psalms, you know. And uh, so that's really awesome. We'll do that twice a year. We'll run through nine weeks worth of wine. Um, last year we did a beer class, which was really, which was really cool. I did that with the, uh, with the guys from Blue Smoke. So that was an awesome experience. Um, this year we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a spirits class again. You know, the great thing is we've got North End Grill, uh, now that has a great scotch program. We've got Blue Smoke that has a great bourbon program. So, you know, we harness that. There's a lot of experts in their field with underneath our umbrella. So it's really awesome to be able to pull on all those strings and get, you know, get, Aaron from the Modern to teach the Alsace class and get, you know, Juliet to talk about Germany and, and get Liz to talk about Italy and, you know, get Tanika from Blue Smoke to talk about bourbon. So it's really, really inspiring to be able to work with a whole umbrella of people that can, that can, uh, that can help you out like that. And yeah, I mean, you have some of the most highly respected wine professionals who are, who are working with you and really some of my, my favorite beverage programs. When anyone asks what's my, my favorite wine list in the city, uh, Gramercy Tavern is always like I can't can't imagine any time I've never said Gramercy Tavern awesome. as being part of of that. I mean, how how are your relationships with those uh, beverage directors? And then um, also explain how uh, I, from what I understand, I don't think there are any sommeliers at any of the restaurants. Maybe at the Modern, you guys have yeah. Some of, some of the restaurants have uh, have sommeliers, but um, you know, it's again just going back to what I was saying before. It's um, one size fits one, you know, because we've really found, you know, what works at one restaurant doesn't necessarily work at another. And, and each one of the, each one of the, um, each one of the programs needs something different from me. You know, as far as, as far as with Gramercy Tavern, I mean, Juliet's got that dialed in, you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, I just try to be a partner in crime and support however I can there. Um, you know, some of the new restaurants, you know, we opened up North and Grill about a year ago. And so that's been an awesome experience working with those guys down there, getting that off the ground and, and then constantly challenging how can we make it better? What's the next step? What happens next? So, you know, each restaurant, you know, I definitely play a different role at each restaurant. And, uh, and I love that. I love that about it. And what do you see as the, uh, the next steps? What are you guys working on now that you can share with us at least? Sure. Well, I mean, obviously that auction is taking up a, a good amount of my time now, and that's a little bit time sensitive. But, you know, education is a big, is a big important aspect to us. And I think, you know, we have a great culture already, but, you know, really steeping that culture in, in beverage education, I think is something that's really important to me, and that'll be ongoing. And, um, and, you know, as you know, in the restaurant business, there's no shortage of things on your to-do list. You know, if, if you're honest with yourself, you can always find ways to make the programs better. So... And uh, personally, are you going to uh, 
maybe relax a little bit on personal education. For- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've just been enjoying drinking wine instead of tasting wine <laughs> lately, uh, which has been great. Um, and uh, yeah, you try. You know, it's it's awesome to to be able to um, to not worry so much about the minutia of things. And be able to teach more big picture wine because you know how it is. Sometimes we get so deep in it that you forget um, where you were when you first fell in love with wine, mm-hmm. you know. And so being able to reconnect with uh, uh, some people that are more in that trajectory is uh, is really cool because that it reminds you of why you're doing it. Yeah, and I, the the challenge that I found when I was very intensely studying uh, studying wine was taking what was kind of dialing back the 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 information you got the technical information how many buds per shoot and, and that sort of thing and translating it to what does the guest really want to know that's going to make them excited about about this wine because most people don't they don't care about that stuff uh, we do because it you know it, it inform we get a better full understanding of why the wine tastes like like it does but that that whole thing of of speaking to a guest the way that they that they that might make them more excited to to drink a wine is something that uh i think is really important too yeah you know that i talk about that all the time with the team is that you know i think one of the important things is you've got to you've got to let the guest flash their wine geek card before you do you know and uh you know you can't walk up to a table and start talking about va and slovenian oak you know it's just it's not cool you know it, when someone's just looking to have a nice dinner um, I think the great thing is is uh, is obviously you have that stuff in your back pocket. So when that table comes in that that does want to that does want to have that conversation, you're you're ready to go on it. But the point you're making, I couldn't gr- agree with it more. Is you've got to be ready to connect with people on the most basic level, you know, um, and that's them enjoying that bottle of wine that's in front of them right now. Yeah, so that's why we're all here. That's why. That's why we're. Uh, that's why we're in the industry. Well, uh, I feel like I have just uh, so many more questions for you, John. But um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you you being on the show and, and thanks what, for having what me. you're doing with Divine Intervention. It's uh, it's truly exciting. I'm definitely going to be uh, bidding and also donating. So we appreciate that. Thank sides. you. Yeah, you uh, could even buy your own one back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try not to do that, uh, and uh, you'll for sure see me uh, see me at uh, all of the rest. I think I've been to all of the restaurants. Yeah, in we, New York we appreciate it. We really do times. appreciate. It. Thanks for all your help. Um, and and thank you so much. Uh, and then thank you all for listening to In the Drink. I'm Joe Campanelli on Heritage Radio Network org. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.